0: Hey everyone! This is Three Questions with Adam Juarez and Cat Goyat, the hard T, hard T. All right, we're with my good friends here, Adam and Cat, and I actually know both of them. I I can say I knew you when you weren't ate a cat, and then I did, right? I think right. I think it was so you both. You're you both you're married, just welcome a new child, right? How old is your how old is your baby?
1: She's nine weeks old.
0: All right. I gotta do that. oh, I you. Love it. Did you say
2: nine?
0: Did you say nine weeks? Nine I weeks? Did. I yep.
2: did.
0: And you're sorry, you're already back to work. Like I know. both of you are already back to work? This is crazy. We're both
1: right? already wow.
0: Been- okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, there's the holiday breaks and I'm like <laughs> taking a day off here and there. All so right. that's
2: nice. So that's
0: good. Okay. It's very un Canadian, just so you know. It's, this is, even that's, though, it's
2: even though both of us have ancestors from canada that's okay true. well
0: well you're welcome back anytime so hey so <laughs> hey, hey thanks for thanks for being on the podcast um and and on and, and like i say that but thanks for all the work that you do for education because like i've known you for a long time uh you definitely uplifted my voice and i really appreciate that but i know i'm not um you know a singular singular person in your lives that you've done that for and so i really appreciate uh both of you so you know starting with that Um, And we kind of talked about these questions. We're kind of splitting them up. Uh, Adam, you think about all the teachers that you've worked with, maybe as a student, maybe as a colleague, um, who is someone that has inspired you and why?
2: I want to, I'm going to have to give a shout out to uh, Chris Young. Now, Chris is, uh, he's retired now. He was, he was, he was a veteran teacher. When I first started 17 years ago, he taught for 25 years as a, as a uh, PE teacher. But then uh, the laws changed and they couldn't let it he didn't have a proper PE credential. But he did have <laughs> a history credential. So we became a two-man department and for about ten years we taught US cool. history together. And uh, he um he inspired me because you know he's he, he was as old school a- a- as it could be, but he was never afraid to try try new things. He was never he, he was the epitome of a lifelong learner. And that's a big part of what mm. I tried to uh I try to preach about being a lifelong learner he, he never he was never afraid to try new things I came in with all this cutting edge stuff and he was willing to try it and um right. uh, you don't see teachers of, of with that much experience do that often so this definitely has been inspiration to me and it, it, it kind to fuels me to continue to to learn every day
0: well I, I like I, like and I'm, I'm curious about this and by the way Chris young if you're listening shout out yeah, there you, go. There you go. Oh, Uh, when you're, when you're thinking about that, I think a lot of times when we say, and I think this is something I've had a lot of conversations about, um, like old school is not bad, right? Right. Like, unless it's like you're smacking kids, that's (laughs) bad. And that's like the old school that, you know, I went through that old school as a student, right? Like there are some old school practices. And I think a lot of times we kind of look at the, the new thing um, that being the best and the old thing is being bad, right? And I always say this, like, old doesn't equal bad and new doesn't equal good, right? So there are some practices. So I'm, I'm actually going to put you on the spot here, Adam. Okay. When you say, when he say uh, he was old school, is there, like, an old school practice? And we, like, bo- we all talk about technology and kind of, like, moving forward. So when you look at an old school practice that you might have picked up from Chris, is there something that kind of resonates with you or is it something that kind of like when you think about that, like what what did that look like?
2: Well, uh, being history teachers, we're uh, we're very known for standing, delivering, being a sage on the stage, and a yeah. lot of times nowadays we we shy away from that.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: what he he was he's an incredible storyteller. Yeah. And that, 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 that's, that comes with years of experience. And that's, I, I've tried to be, I've seen him deliver a lecture that was just an amazing story. Kids are hanging on every word. And I, I've tried to really uh, to, uh, m- mimic that in, in a lot of the way, way that I teach. And that's definitely something I, I try to do. I, I try to train my students now to be storytellers right. uh, as a method of demonstrating the, their learning.
0: And that, that's actually, like, I, I always say, that like, because I always make jokes about tradition and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, like, just to ca- kind of make people feel uncomfortable, think of new opportunities. But I also say, like, tradition is not bad. And I actually always use the example of storytelling, right? And I think, you know, we 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 saw this, like, this kind of, like, lecture backlash for several years. But some of the best teachers I've had were just incredible storytellers that, you know, what they told you really resonate with you. Now, what you do with that information really is, is a different aspect. but. I love it. That's a that's a great answer. I I I I didn't know if you're going to have some. I was I was kind of curious if you're going to share some, but you came up with it right away so I, I appreciate that. So Kat, when you I know you work with a lot of administrators. Um you work do you still work in a central office position? Uh yes. But yeah. it's like it's like uh is it like an ESC like a, it's I, like a service organization. It's like yes.
1: Yes, so we um my role I go out and coach educators still like right. in the classroom um i kind of i kind of am uh what adam adam is a a tech coach for his district and his district's in my county so like those small single school districts that can't afford a full-time tech coach then right. i do some work with them and then i help uh districts kind of like uh plan uh, moving forward and uh things like that as well so
0: so, well, I'm, I'm a, so I'm a. I'm not, gonna say I'm gonna say something that I know is true, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch your face and see if you agree oh with boy. me. I'm not gonna make you say it because you still work there. <laughs> but we know this when you go to the central office positions and you work with a bunch of schools, you see some really good admin and you see some ones that are like not so good, right? So also, you see yeah, different things, right?
1: A whole perspective <laughs> on lots of different ways of doing right. things. And so you <laughs> see a lot of examples, and maybe not as
0: uh, amazing
1: good right examples right. as well. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
0: All right. So it's not just me. Okay. Good. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like you, when you have some of these different perspectives, right? You yeah. see different elements, and sometimes you're like, really, that like a principal does that, right? Like I like that does happen, right? And it's it's like just I'm not you know getting on principles because there's like amazing administrators that have, like changed my life. To be honest with you but you also see some stuff. You're like, really? I don't know. That's not good. Right. So like, I think, you know, in every profession uh, we have people that struggle and, you know, might not be the best fit and hopefully they find that place for them. But I also know, and I know this from experience of connecting with you, you also see incredible administrators. So when you think about that, who's somebody you think of and, and why?
1: Uh, so I would say an administrator that I uh, definitely consider a mentor um, was a uh, my superintendent, my first year out of the classroom, um, uh, my superintendent was uh, Matt Navo, who now is um, working at some at, at the state level in California, doing some awesome things. Um, but what was great is he was the superintendent of the entire school district. Before I left the classroom, um, he actually um, he, he he came to our school a couple times, and we were like an outskirt school, so most people right. never came and visited. Like we were out in the country and. Like no one goes out. Yes,
0: cows with the cows. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Um (laughs) and so seriously,
0: just so just as an aside, I went to speak in your schools in California and I was like, there's cows here. This is not what I expected when I came to California.
1: We're not by Hollywood. We're
0: not by You're by the cows. By the cows.
1: (laughs) A little bit rural for sure. So um but then, when I was, uh, and, and even as a teacher, uh, you know, uh, he was very interested in what I was doing and complimentary. And um, a superintendent doesn't typically do that, like to a t- with a teacher, right? Like you've got what, 11,000, 12,000 students? Like that's a lot of teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, when I left the classroom and had my first position, what I, I really saw that he was on our campus quite often, um, really kind of took an interest in. Um, modeling that whole boots on the grounds uh, right. um, idea. Like like I saw him more than I saw um, other administrators from district office. Like I saw the number one, so to speak, that, you know, um, mm. and it wasn't just me, but it was the support staff, the custodial staff, the cafeteria staff. Like he go in, he knew their names. He would ask them like, how can I help you with your job as um, a kitchen KitchenAid? Like all these, it was it was really incredible. Um, just, his, it, it felt like he was everywhere, right? right? And so I tried to emulate that. And I don't know if he knew that I tried to emulate that, but I felt like, man, I see this guy all over the place. And so all over the district and all over the community. And so I remember one time, and he doesn't even know this, I'll have to have him listen to this podcast. Yeah. One time he, uh, he saw me at a conference and he's like, man, Catherine, you are everywhere. And I was like, my heart was so warmed, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what I thought about you. Like, that's really cool. Oh, that's
0: um that's awesome. That's great.
1: The other thing I really liked about him was when he would go and do things that were um, like kind of to further his career to further because I'm a I'm a learner, I'm very driven, I like to go present at different places and speak at different right. things, but I don't need like when I'm at my school site, when I'm at my job, all that matters is that I'm serving those people. And right. so like he did all these things that teachers in the school in the schools didn't even know. Like, right? and I knew because I was in those circles and I followed the admin circles and I saw what he was doing at the state level and some writings he did and such. And so I learned a lot about. Um, making sure that you are, you can still be like driven and you can still be really excited and want to like spread your message and not, and still be humble with those you serve and put them first, because it really is all about them when you're in their presence. So
0: is is it Matt Novo? Am I saying it right? Novo? It's Novo. Novo, Matt Novo. Novo. Yeah. Heads up. Here it comes. Boom. Air horn. And that, that is actually a couple of things. The first thing that I think of is that if you're making decisions for classrooms, you better be in the classrooms. That's that's something I'm adamant about. And so that's a great model of that too. But I think a lot of times, um, you know, people kind of see that stuff on the outside, people, you know, going to conferences, getting opportunities and they do lose their way. You know, some people do lose their way and lose kind of why they do. And I think it, it is kind of this delicate balance of making sure that, probably the reason some of those people get those opportunities is because um, they actually did an incredible job with staff earlier. Now, you have to keep that up, right? And I right. think sometimes the things um, sometimes we get arrogant in our success that we move away from the things that made us successful in the first place. And that's something that I think that at every level we have to kind of remember that, right? So um, that is a connection. It's like listening to someone talk about relationships at a conference that also says, like, don't look me in the eye and I have to have a green room. So, It's like, well, really? Do you believe that? Right. Right. So I I know you've had conferences before. I'm sure you've seen that before. But not for me because I was at your conference. I don't want to be outed. Right.
1: No, absolutely.
0: Right. So I like I would have brought cowboy boots and everything. I I just didn't know. Right. And like I'm limited in it was tech rodeo. I'm limited in what I have in a suitcase because I only do carry. But
1: you do have a belt buckle now. Yeah.
0: I do have a belt buckle. I got everything, right? so <laughs> again. All right, so last question. This is for both of you, right? And so uh, we're, we're kind of getting short on time here. What advice would you give to your first year teacher self? And so whoever wants to start, go ahead.
2: go yeah. uh, no, you go first. Okay. I would say, <laughs> so man, so 17 years ago, Adam, so 2005, yeah. what would I tell myself? I would definitely tell myself that, <clears throat> well... When the the first year, my, I remember my first year, you know, being under the impression that I got to get through the first year and then I'll have a file cabinet full of stuff that I can just pull out every year and copy <laughs> and, and redo. And, and I, I was under that impression for the first couple of years and uh, I got to year two three and I started realizing that very quickly that I'm not going to teach the same thing the same way every year. It, it, right. I, I never have. And I, w- I like to go back to even before my first year when I was in teacher ed, say so, hey you know what be ready to plan and create new uh, new materials and ideas every single year because it, it reminded it reminded me of a lesson i learned in catechism when I, when i was uh, going through confirmation classes um, as a teenager and i i complained to one of the teachers like go well, hey you know what i mean what's the point of going to mass every week it's the exact same thing every week i've i've done it my whole life I every, you know, I know all the, all the, all the seasons and stuff. It's the same thing in, in, in what she said was powerful. She says, you know what, every time you walk into church, it's, it's something you are a different person, a different version of yourself and it's going to resonate with you differently. And I think that, that's a great, you know, it kind of transfers over to what we do every year as a teacher. And I would right. mind my first year teach uh, teacher self of that message I got during catechism.
0: I love it. I love it. Kat, how about you?
2: So, um, <clears throat>
1: I felt as a first-year teacher that I didn't know what I was doing, but I now realize that that's not really the problem. Uh, the sol- or the solution to that is really getting to know who I was serving. I focused so much on the what that I, uh, I was in a community that was very unlike where I grew up, and I didn't take enough time to really get to know the kids and their families and where they were coming from, uh, because if you can't relate... Uh, to them and you don't know who they are, then it really doesn't matter how good a teacher you are. So for me, I think that would have made things a lot more successful. Uh it took me way too long to learn that lesson.
0: It's funny because I actually was the exact opposite. I was so focused on building relationships, I had no idea how I would do anything else. <laughs> right. Like I actually like it's embarrassing how how like how little I knew, right? and so you know somebody said this to me and i think part of that i probably got away with some stuff because i actually built such good relationships um and so like like i i think obviously i I guarantee you you know i i know you there's no way that you didn't build relationships to some but you probably had more of an emphasis on it but you also know me i didn't know what the heck i was doing at all right i was just 100 percent relationships and like all right, let's do textbook stuff, right? And like kind of peeking over the next door and saying, like, <laughs> what is that teacher doing? I should do that, right? So, so I appreciate you. I, I'm like really pumped. It's nice to could just sit down and visit with you both because I haven't seen you in a while and uh, it's nice to connect. And for anybody listening, you have to check out um Kat and Adam's book, The Complete Ed Tech Coach. You can find it on Amazon. It's in the description down below. Uh, it is a wonderful book and it's unique. It's actually, and we're going to talk more about it in our long form podcast. But, hey, thank you for being on the podcast. Can't wait to talk more. Congratulations on the baby. Thank you.
1: All
0: right. I'm wondering where the baby is right now, too, by the way. Sorry. The baby, like, the baby behind somewhere. Like, I don't know what's going on. Well, she's downstairs.
2: My my mom's watching her.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody.